When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sip on the go with a Starbucks iced shaken espresso. Our signature roast, shaken with ice, then finished with a splash of milk. Customize it to match your style on the Starbucks app. Make today a good day. You're listening to Shout It Out Loudcast. This is Brian J. Kennard, author of Sean Delaney's Hellbox, also creator of the comic book series The Villicon Chronicles. Tom and Zeus, take it away. Oh boy. Here we go. Oi. Pressing the button. Star Broker Simmons. Star? Paul Stanley. Is that what he does? Stop shouting. He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here come the kiss times. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. I'm gonna grab me a nice cold mellow. Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it. Why? Because fuck him. Clap him. 617 You do? Hey, fucko. Do you like Kiss? Settle down. Hello. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 169, box set disc four. Woo! Ooh, I gassy. I can't remember who it was. It was a girl, and she'd be like, Ooh, I gassy. Like a girl we know or a character? No, just no, no, it's not a movie. It's like a person that I knew. And she'd be like, Ooh, I gassy. (laughs) 10 10 seconds into the episode, and here we are already. (laughs) We were saying she must have had that fucking. Liver and onions from fucking Kmart. Oh, the guy, yeah, the guy, Super Seventy Sports, the greatest Twitter page. Other than oh ours, my god, oh. posted that thing. He's like, yeah, you knew you were in for a good night out when you were having Kmart's liver and onions for a dollar nine. They had all. That reminds me of like at the Meadow Glen Mall in Medford. I know Murph remembers this. You go to dinner at the York Steakhouse. <laughs> And you go across the, the food court, get a fribble. <laughs> oh, a fribble. <laughs> That's what you used to get after winning a Little League game. Oh, let's go to friendlies and grab a fribble. Ooh, I gassy. 
You grab a fribble, I'm going to grab a Jim Dandy with four bananas in it. With some Jimmies on top, Tom. Oh, God almighty. Hey, uh, we're uh, we're a KISS podcast, and uh, we talk about KISS and other... Uh, and uh, we, we also talk about 80s mall food courts, so join <laughs> us for more Orange Julius talk. Yes, exactly. Ooh, oh. Mrs. Fields cookies in her... And her fat ass. Ooh. <laughs> Mrs. Fields cookies. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna go pick up a three-legged dog over at Dr. Pet after I finish my dessert. Yeah, then I'm gonna go to Record Town and buy a usually priced $12.99 CD for $19.99. All right. Well, I'm gonna be at Tello's picking up some <laughs> parachute pants. Yeah. And then you're gonna hit over. What's the other place besides Tello's? Well, then I'm gonna meet Heavy Mayo because he's gonna <laughs> pick up a pair of his Nike Cortez. <laughs> Over at Chess King. <laughs> Chess King. That's it. <laughs> Chess King. Oh, fucking. You know, he was ruling them all. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Anyways. Yeah. So last week we had a, a character on. His name was Roy Dam. And uh, whoo. Oh, my the, goodness. The feedback we got on this one. That was yeah. good. Wow. Yeah. It was good. Yikes. Um, so we uh, try to come up with a poll. It had a little difficulty. And um, we came up with what, Tom? Yeah. So obviously the topic was the Kiss Vision DVDs, bootlegs in general. So simple question. We just said, if a band is not giving fans what they want and the material is available, are you okay with the idea of bootlegs? 89% said yes. Fuck them. Well, that wasn't part of the option. but uh, And only 11% said, that's not right. Um. Yeah, I mean, everybody said, you know, our buddy Gerald Rosenberg. I love seeing live clips when it was shown on the commercial videotapes. I was thrilled when I found out that these entire shows were on video. I bought whatever I could find. I nearly had all of them. You know, that's that's a, that's what people want. Um, CC Storm says, to be fair, I know the amount of work and money involved in to license those videos, especially if the KISS organization doesn't own them. But there's still things we as fans have not seen. King Kusano, a double-edged sword. I'd like to give the band my money, but if they're not giving us what we want, We'll have to go elsewhere, so I guess I'm okay with bootlegs. So that's kind of it's kind of the consensus. You know, a, a lot of people, they might not want to admit that they are into bootlegs, but sometimes it's the only way to get some really cool shit, you know? I hear you. Uh, Derek Casillas says, Kiss Vision stuff was the go. Can't wait for Gene and Paul stuff. I'm sure there's stuff that Kiss doesn't own that people have. For example, I remember when the 77 Kobo Hall show came out in the early 2000s that was sourced from the original tape. Yeah. So, I mean, people love the, I was impressed with the, with the answer. I'm glad to see that that many people are like, yeah, bootlegs are cool. I'm a bootlegger. Um, and then a couple of episode specific comments here talking about Roy in general, um, our buddy hot, hot, hotter than piss. Uh, we know who he is. Great episode. Very informative. Roy came across as angry and egotistical. Settle the fuck down. Well, okay. He was a little fired up. For sure. Dark Halo 72. Awesome cast, guys. Very interesting and for sure passionate about what his experience was. Love these behind the scenes guests you have. Thanks for all you do. All right. Thank you. Um, Amy J says, interesting episode. I've bought bootlegs. They're part of history to me, especially if the bands don't release stuff from back then. Um, I don't know what he looks like the whole time listening. I couldn't stop thinking of this guy from Tiger King. And she posted a picture of that famous guy. You had the picture of him on the jet ski with the 
like with the life with the life jacket that didn't the sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He didn't really look like that, but that's a pretty good one, though. Oh, and then our buddy Bill Elam made a joke about me. I don't even I didn't even remember saying this until I saw the meme. He sent a, a meme saying what you got against Carson City, buddy, because I made some joke about a band performing live in Carson City. Love you, Bill. Thank you. Um, well, now we got a lot of comments about people saying how much they love Tom Dust's new intro. Thank you for that, Tom. You're the man. Oh, awesome. It was great. Yeah. So a lot of good stuff about Roy. We're pleased to see the feedback was good. Um, we thought the episode was going to be interesting, and we're glad that you guys found that as well. So uh, that's Twitter, Zeus. Okay. Over on the Book of Face. Yeah. Kevin Jepsen. Uh-oh. Damn. This might be my all-time favorites, or at least top five. Wow. I love bootlegs. And remember Kiss Vision from the 90s conventions. And I know lots of bootleggers. I don't know Roy, but I wish I did. Gooch, well, he blocked me. <laughs> LOL. But he did sell me some of his cool things in his collection. The Brandville story was pretty crazy. Keep up the great episodes. Nice. Love you, Kevin. Scott Donaldson. This was a really interesting episode, guys. Well done. Definitely a character. That's for sure. We all know that bootlegs are for fans, but there's no doubt that there are people out there just in it for money. I always found it interesting that people like Roy could film you without permission and claim it as their own. Mm. As a tribute, we were told by the band that as long as we don't make a huge amount of money living off a kiss, then they have no problem with us. During the interview, all I could think of was Kramer's friend Brody and his feed bag. Maybe that's the answer to why he was 400 pounds. Well done. Brody. P.S. Love the new intro. That's a keeper. Nice. That's awesome. Brody. Ray Gallus. What an incredible episode. Many accusations blown away by the Brandvold section. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Michael Scott Spencer Cook. <laughs> Arguably your most interesting episode. Wow. Great listen. Huh. Awesome. And then Mike, Mike, Mike Murphy puts the Seinfeld clip up. I'm a bootlegger. Yeah, I love that. That's the best. Adam Nirenberg. Wow. This episode is a mind blower. His footage of Peter at the convention is legendary and important. As he's describing his story, all I'm hearing is, I am Spartacus. Nice. Interesting to hear Kiss legal wheels turning. Improper service. Come on, man. But this just confirms to me that as of right now, it's hard to be a Kiss fan. The crappy off the soundboard series, the Dubai debacle, (laughs) the sinking debate. The last Kiss release I bought was Carnival of Souls on vinyl for my son's 13th birthday. Again, great episode. You guys make my Saturdays. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Very cool. Over on our Loudcasters group page, Jason Warden. Great episode. Dude definitely is not short on confidence in stories. <laughs> the one about the rat does not surprise me one bit. And the bootlegger he mentioned helped bring down was everything he said. Dude would even insult your ass because you were not buying enough. Wow. He think I think he may have actually been part of this group. Be interesting if he listens and responds. I know I'm an official KT. I now actually know the folks mentioned in KISS interviews. Nice. That's awesome. Cameron Johnson. Guys, I came across your pod accidentally a few months back. I've laughed and laughed 
my way through as much as the back catalog as I can so far and look forward to new topics with bated breath. Awesome. Love your work. Keep it up. Thank you, Cameron. That's awesome. Charles Eaton. Uh, The story provided by Roy illustrates why I'm more of a fan, uh, more of a kiss fan of the fans than I am of the band. The band only cares about one thing. It's not the fans. It's the brand. The fans carry the actual kiss flag and have, in my opinion, since the mid 90s. Once they brought Peter out on stage at that acoustic convention tour, that was it. The fans took second place to the dollar signs. It's been downhill ever since for the fan. I liked them better when I didn't know as much about Paul and Gene as individuals. I'll always love the music and the band, but I'll always hate the brand. Mm. Interesting take. Yep, for sure. Uh, Paul Heater, did he ever tell us how to say his name? Probably, but we forgot. <laughs> Interesting fella, reminds me of somebody. And he put a picture of the, the Simpsons uh, oh, the comic. comic book guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I love that. Yeah. Uh, Michael Anderson, great episode, ma'am and George. Wow. Uh, I hope that's a typo. He was trying to spell Tom. I don't know how man come out of there. And who the fuck is George? I don't either. Uh, you mentioned a cat named Michael Archer. When I heard that name, I was like, holy shit. I know this guy oh. lives locally by me. He's been kicked out of all the kids selling groups. You know the ones, Tom. Everything yep. Roy said is accurate. P.S. Love gun. Oh, geez. Love it. Uh, Kelly Jim Blair, another Grand Slam episode, guys. Have to agree with the horrid backing vocals on the soundboard, VA soundboard, uh, VA Beach. Agree that Eric's vocals were lost. Either Tommy Sink's background terrible or Ferris Bueller's teacher was doing background vocals. <laughs> That's the thing that we were talking. I'm glad somebody yeah. else brought that up. There's something going wrong with the backing vocals. And uh, with the thought was maybe Eric's wasn't tracked. Yeah. Another thing a lot of people brought up too. we, we touched on it too, was the comparison between those instant live CDs and how good they sign sounded and how bad this sounded and whatever the mixing involved was. But uh, our buddy, even our buddy, Joey Casada chimed in and said, yeah, he was on that tour. He knew the people that were making some of those instant live CDs. They sounded great. And then this Virginia beach off the soundboard was just a mess sonically. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, Justin Steele. I went to Kiss conventions every year in New York. I was in awe of how many shows Kiss Vision had. I bought many of them. It was really a time machine for me to be able to see the original four in their prime. Mm-hmm. It was priceless. Yep. Interest. Uh, Graham Richley. Interesting guest. Well worth having him on. Love how he's so passionate about calling Gene and Paul for being greedy and not knowing when enough is enough and losing their self-respect. While he is making a living leeching off of artists in the name of giving people what they want. Mm, interesting. <laughs> Everyone's got an opinion, right? Yep. Yep. Over on our Instagrams page, Tom. Yep. Um, we have Radio Chaos. All right. This is why I love the internet. Best episode ever, mate. I had tons of Kiss wow. Vision VHS tapes in the 90s. Was amazing to hear from their creator. Well, he had some part to it, but not the tapes. Uh, he's right. It was exactly what I wanted at the time. And Kiss Vision made me the Kiss fan I am. Without Kiss Vision, I would have forgotten about Kiss. Mm. 
Good point. Tall Clur. Okay. I think, and I think his name is Tally Fockler, but okay. I'm going by the screen name. You guys never cease to amaze me. Can't wait to listen to it. Uh, Joey Cassida. <laughs> Love Kiss Vision. Still watch them all the time. Um, and then I told them that you and your legendary collection were mentioned. And you're yep. like, do I get paid when you mention me? <laughs> no, you don't. Sorry. We love you, buddy. Yeah. Oh, and he's going to be at Creatures Fest, too. Oh, it's going to be crazy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. On a DM on Instagram, Daniel Luna Jr. Why are all the Kiss Tards fat fox? <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Because you are a disgusting fat body. Oh, boy. Oh, that's good. Uh, Neil Hansen on a DM. Great episode with Roy Dam. He was awesome. I don't know which line was funnier. Why are all the kiss collectors fat fox? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or Michael Brandvold is a rat. Oh, boy. P.S. You guys are killing me with the Miyagi tournament stuff. Hilarious. Keep up the great work. Come to say, leave boy alone. I do one too much. Ask anyone. Anyways, Tom, then we're going to skip on over to YouTube. YouTube. On YouTube, Mr. Antonio 2005. Yeah. It was a tough morning, and you helped me get through it by listening to this podcast and having a good laugh when I needed it most. Not only was Taylor Hawkins a monster behind the Mm. kit, some of the finest performances were done doing on Led Zeppelin Rock and Roll at Wembley or Cheap Trick Stiff Competition on Dave Letterman. Rest in peace, Taylor. Going to miss you larger than life personality. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, we'll cover that a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Um, Patton Diorama got behind on the episodes playing catch up. Just listened to the Festivus episode from last year. Ooh. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> I must say your podcast and Impractical Jokers are the two shows that make me literally laugh out loud. All right. That's awesome. Thank you. Craig Broderick, I love the new intro, guys. Yes. Um, a couple people mentioning Taylor Hawkins, Anthony Stratus, rest in peace, of course. Yep. Yep. Um, John Henry Thomas must be a big fan of Roy. Guess I missed how Kiss done Roy so bad. He talked about PG greed and how it disgusts him, but yet listen to him. Hire me. Hire me. Yeah. I can put away my grievances. I'm the guy. I'm the guy. LOL. Roy, you're a person that's made money of others talent and come across as feeling so entitled. Kiss doesn't owe you shit, dude. Ooh. Wow. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pete Staros asks, why don't you guys read my comments anymore? We love you, Pete. Sorry. Yeah. It's not going to happen every week. Yeah. We, we've cut back a lot of people and you know, what Vinnie Vincent for president? Uh, come on, man. There you go. We read it. 
Yeah, there you go. Like, just no. Uh, Montreal Voots. Yeah. Interesting, informative episode, guys. I was actually surprised, but I guess I shouldn't have been that Kiss Legal went after guys like Dam, who probably did more to maintain a Kiss fan's interest in the band by making its concert history, especially the 70s shows available via audio video bootlegs, than the group itself did during the late mid 80s with their Tarzan and Trapeze videos. Great, great point. Yes, and your fucking English teacher would destroy you with that sentence. Yeah, holy, yeah, holy run on. Maybe, maybe he's doing talk to text when he comments on YouTube. <laughs> Just kidding, yeah, Costa. Of course, of course. As the makeup era became more and more a distant memory, I'm a full-fledged kiss tard. Was so hungry to see old footage from the original four that when Constance on VHS became available on eBay, I was happily paying whatever it took to get my hands on Winterland 75, Largo 77, Auckland 80. Also extreme close-up, confidential, and later the Kissology DVDs uh, were must-haves for us, no matter the price. I wonder if Paul and Gene in the late 80s and early 90s underestimated how much typical Kiss fans wanted, and more importantly, were willing to pay for a trip back to the early days. The Kiss conventions were even more proof as to what the fans desired. Thank you guys again. You are clearly the number one Kiss podcast, and just keep getting better and better. Wow, thank you very much. Appreciate that. That's awesome. Yep. And that's what I got, Tom. Over to you. All right. Uh, before we get into some emails, we got a couple people correcting something that Roy said that we didn't pick up because we're not experts in the world of DVD, platinum sales, gold sales, etc. So Roy made a statement about um, Kissology, you know, going platinum or I'm sorry, going diamond. And in in CD LP sales, diamond is 10 million. Okay. Uh, in, in the world of DVDs and in, in recorded video media, uh, it's a million. So diamond is uh, 10 million when you talk about music. And apparently it's 1 million when you talk about video media. So we had a couple people comment on that. And, uh, you know, thanks for correcting that. But we had, we don't, we don't, we don't know any of that stuff. Um, but we'll get into a couple emails. Our buddy Mike H fucking amazing i hung on every word as a longtime kiss fan there is not much else left that i don't already know except stuff like this which i find incredibly interesting whether topics like this or other behind the curtain interactions with the band i would be overjoyed to hear more shows like this if you would have roy on again just to tell stories i would absolutely love it or anyone else that can share experiences that the average fan like me isn't normally exposed to thanks again and hope you have more guests like this all right that's awesome um mac b we love mac b in his show uh fun show sorry i never came across any of these dvds sounds like they're really good quality of course i love all three kissology dvd sets but just one quick point for you guys and roy that's the thing he's talking about um about the platinum platinum dvd sales are a hundred thousand they're one million for albums um kind of the same thing with the with the diamond and all that stuff so just another correction but yep thank you mac James Thompson. Oh, he comes at this from a different angle. This is good. He never holds back. I've listened every week since I discovered this podcast. Every single interview you've done has been spot on. I found your podcast due to the first interview with Eddie Trunk. This week, I would have rather spent 90 minutes with Mark St. John's cellmates. <laughs> it's fucking awful. 
<laughs> I never heard of Roy Dam before, but apparently he is the only reason Kiss continued to exist after Love Gun. Who knew? I guess it all makes sense. Kiss bombed with Phantom of the Park. So then Roy the Great came in and allowed the band to continue to sell records and tickets with his expert ability to uh, record a concert and copy a VHS tape or something. If Roy didn't record the 95 convention show, there is no way they could have done the reunion tour. I mean, Roy didn't take credit for murdering Tupac shortly after the appearance with Kiss at the 96 Grammys, but I'm sure that big player had something to do with it. Anyway, I'm looking forward to next week's show. Thank Christ Roy Dam invented podcasts or else I wouldn't have anything to listen to on Saturdays. Keep up the good work, guys. Wow. James Thompson nailing it with that. That's fantastic. Uh, Let me see here. We got Craig Moran. Hey, guys, love the new episode. I never used to collect the Kiss Vision tapes, but I totally remember them being sold at the yearly New York, New Jersey Kiss conventions. Roy was his typical self. Not quite sure how else to put it. Um, Then he talks about how he used to watch a show. He's dealt with some of the guys like Mickey G, uh, totally classy guy. He's in a Facebook group. Then he has some uh, really (laughs) unpleasant things to say about Michael Archer. Uh, Apparently not a a lot of people are a fan of his. Um, He says your 2022 episode quality continues to be phenomenal. Out of all the podcasts I listen to on a weekly basis, I think I look forward to yours the most. Cheers. Um, then he posts a picture of Michael Archer. Oof, yikes. Uh, we're gonna we're not gonna get into that, I guess. Uh, Rush is Lee Lifeson Peart. Damn, what a show. The only podcast that could have had this unique type of episode. Kiss Vision kept Kiss alive and kept our interest in our band. It was the only way we could see the core four, the most visual rock band ever. Roy could not have been on any other show and be as raw about his history. There are no kiss tushy rubs on SIOL. And this is why he was perfect to tell his story to you guys. Great idea. Getting Roy on great stuff. Love that. Awesome. Thank you. And we got a really great email from our buddy, Wes beach uh, of the plasmatics. Wes always checks in. Hey guys, man, that may have been your finest podcast and guest to date. The only guest who could top that would be one of the original four members as a longtime bootleg bootleg collector and aficionado Roy's stories and enthusiasm for what he does was riveting and learn the inside scoop on the murky world of the bootleggers. I totally missed the boat on the kiss vision DVDs. So I have a lot of catching up to do, but I do have quite a number of the VHS ones as well as the ACE vision ones in the collection. Oh, I didn't know those existed. Interesting to hear his battles with kiss and his competitors. was a side of a story we haven't heard before. Interesting also to hear of his dealings with your fellow podcasters. Kudos on continuing to raise the bar and give us the fans the best podcast out there. This one's going to be hard to follow. Wes, thanks, buddy. Always appreciate you chiming in and contributing to the show. Thank you. Uh, and that's what we got for uh, for emails. But we do have one more thing we want to read. And that comes off of Facebook, a DM. We always love getting these from you guys. This comes from Michael Farrow. I just finished the episode on Kiss Vision. Holy shit. This is the guy that sold me my entire collection. I never got his name back in March of 2005. He was standing behind the table covering while the salesman was on a bathroom break, if my memory is correct. Once the salesman returned, I followed this heavy set guy out to the parking (laughs) lot. (laughs) I believe it was an SUV. He opened the back, had a cardboard box full of Kiss Vision DVDs. 
I pulled a few out to see what he what was there. He had tons of shows I didn't own yet. That's when I handed him 200 bucks and put them in my trunk per his instructions. He told me, quote, do not take these back inside and show these to anyone. Do not say anything to anyone. I have kept my mouth shut until now. That was one of the greatest jackpot finds in my years of being a Kiss fan. Thank you, Roy Dam. I have enjoyed these ever since. Now I need Sonic Boom up to the 2022 tours on Kiss Vision. Roy, thanks for helping get that story told. Tom and Zeus. Michael Farrell, that is amazing. Not only a great message, but a personal story involving one of our guests. And for that, Michael Farrell, you are our comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. Like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> Woo! Great job, Michael. He's amazing. up. He's awesome. a two. He's a two timer, Tom. A two times. Oh, was he get his the, his own theme now himself? <laughs> he's oh, a man. two timer. So, Tom, what we do next is we give a shout out to all our wonderful people at Patreon. Our Patreon family keeps growing. James Gorham, thank you for joining, and you are our newest Patreon member. Woo! Thank- yeah, thanks for coming on board. We really appreciate it. Tip of the hat to James and uh, all of our Patreon uh, subscribers and members. We we can't thank you enough. We got a lot of stuff coming your way, as you can see. Uh, we're not uh, sitting back on resting on our laurels. We're actually plowing ahead. We got a lot of new stuff coming your way. And uh, we're really excited about what we got going. And the Patreon people are in on the ground floor. Uh, they get to hear some stuff a little bit before everybody else. Uh, they get some trinkets, some souvenirs, <laughs> novelties, and party tricks. Um, and uh, we have a, a, a great little family that's been created. And uh, they're obviously part of our March Madness, End of the Road Madness tournament. They had a big role in that. They'll have a big role coming up uh, after my selection in the next couple of days uh, on ARC. They will be picking the next ARC album again. That's right. So they'll be part of that. And then we got our beer social. We're going to be doing with the demon crew coming up as well. Mm -hmm. So we got a lot of stuff coming up with Patreon people. You want to get involved? Come on in. Check us out. The Patreon um, link is on our awesome new website which we always encourage you guys to take a look you can go to patreon the app you can go to patreon.com you look under creator you look for shout out loudcast you find us take a look we have four different tiers anyone you want to join and uh see if anything interests you if you want to come on board we love you and uh, you know we would love to have you on board and join the family and fun so thank you to james and thank you to all our Patreon members. We really, really appreciate it. Yep. James Gorham, you're the best. Thank you so much for joining the family. We appreciate it. And to everybody else who's been part of the Patreon family, it's a huge, huge help. We say that every week, and we can't thank you guys enough. Uh, and as Zeus stated, tons of fun stuff coming up for everybody in Patreon, especially those demon tier people. We're going to be getting on a live stream with you guys and hanging out, shooting the shit, talking kiss, talking end of the road madness tournament, all that good stuff. Uh, but the big thing will be coming up, uh, you know, in a month or so when when it's ARC's 
uh, Patreon pick and everybody gets a hand in that. So it's, it's an exciting time to jump in and be part of our Patreon family. So we thank you guys so much. Check us out at patreon.com or download the app and look for us. And again, James Gorham, thank you for joining the family this week. Tom, what we do next is we go over to Kiss World. What's going on over there? All right. Our buddy Gene Simmons was a guest on the Adam Carolla show. Uh, You know, typical Gene. We love talking to him. Uh, He had a couple things to say about Ace and Peter, which was a little interesting. Um, He said, we have Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer, who've been with us for 20 years. We've been around almost half a century, and we are quitting very soon. But Tommy and Eric show up on time. They're appreciative, professional, no drugs, no booze, nothing. And I can't say the same thing about, I always want to shut my mouth. That's Gene saying that. Ace, who I love to this day, and Peter. They were every bit as important as Paul and I form in the band, but not everybody has the DNA to run a marathon. Some people are shooting stars. They look great for a short time and then bye-bye. Why can he not resist that? Why? Is it just, is it, is it a way to just be like, yeah, they're not coming on the end of the road? Or is it just like an, a reflex that you just can't not talk about Ace and Peter all the time? No one asked him. Yeah, I think it's just fucking the reflex. That's yeah. what they do. Him yeah. and Paul, they have the message. And we, we heard it in the, in the feedback we just got. Yeah. Brand, brand, yeah. brand. Stick to the brand. Protect the brand. It's them. They're the ones who are fuck-ups. It's not us. Brand, brand. Yeah. Yep. You know, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, and then the other big news in the world of rock music, um, which, you know, huge, huge, shocking to say the least. Um, the great Taylor Hawkins, age 50, drummer for the Foo Fighters, uh, just suddenly passed away. Information has come out recently that really hasn't been a confirmation, but it looks like uh, the, the the death might have been uh, overdose induced or something horrible like that. Uh, but the, the members of KISS um, all came out and gave their heartfelt condolences. Everybody did. I was shocked to see every single person in the rock music, e- even people in the in the pop music uh, environment coming out and, and giving their condolences. Uh, what a shock. I, you guys listen to the show. You know how much I love the Foo Fighters and I rave about Taylor's ability as a drummer. So that was just uh, a really tough thing for me to wake up Saturday morning and see that. So, um, but it was nice to see some really heartfelt condolences. Uh, even our, our buddy, Peter Chris came out, you know, fellow drummer uh, offering his condolences. And of course, Gene and Paul had some things to say. Gene hinted that it looked like um, Taylor was going to be on the kiss cruise, which was interesting because Taylor's in like a little side band. Um, so if that was the case, I mean, that that's even more of a devastating thing for kiss fans that, you know, could have been, could have seen him on the cruise, but um yeah, just some some real bad news in the world of rock. So it was nice to see those guys offer their uh, their condolences. Well, uh, Paul was happy because his was part of the mentions when they said the rock world mourns, and uh, he was one of the uh, ones giving tribute to oh, Taylor and, Hawk. Yeah, and isn't that what it's all about? Rockers like Paul Stanley offer their condolences. I made it. I made it. Yeah. Yep. And then Paul had to jump in as well and make sure he commented on the the bitch slap heard around the world. I don't understand. Like, I don't even want to get into it. No, we're but, not going to get it. But you know, he had to make, he had to, he, he is his own CNN brand. 
If something happens in the world, Paul needs to comment on it. It's it's, instead of CNN, it's PSN. It's the Paul Stanley Network. (laughs) Oh, wait, hold on. Somebody tell me what's trending on Twitter. Okay, I have to comment on it now. Yeah, it's just whatever. Yep. Um, Yeah. And then the rest of the stuff, you know, the band is going to get back on tour. They're working on their shit. Uh, Creatures Fest is coming up. We will be there. Make sure you let us know. Everyone, let us know. Please. Yes. Please let us know if you guys are going to be there. We're going to be there all weekend. We're going to have Sonny Pooney's going to be there. Joey Casada's going to be there. We're all going to be there. It's going to be a friggin' blast. So if you guys are jumping on, dude, you just made know. you just made a bunch of people say, fuck that. That was kind of my point. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away. Yeah. That's what they're going to say now. Um, But yeah, it's, that's, uh, that's really it. There's not much else going on in the world. Um, And so what we do is we take a little quick break because I gassy. Well, we're back. Uh, And I feel like I was gone for a really long time because, you know, I'm a time traveler. So, you know, I felt like I was gone for a while. We'll we'll talk about what it feels like to be a time traveler very soon, won't we? Oh, God. (laughs) All right. So, Tom, we are doing episode four of the box set. Box set disc four. Uh, We've done the other three. This one is uh, from the era, I believe. Era. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I speaking in a Boston tongue? No, no, no. You said era. And I was thinking of like frigging Maya Quimby in the Simpsons. Oh, era. Well, yeah. Because the accent. Exactly. Know. Yeah, that too. Okay. Right, right. So disc four <laughs> is from 1983 to 1989. Mm-hmm. Uh, like everybody else, we've talked about this in the past. We bought the box set as soon as it came out. Uh, we reviewed the previous three. We're on to number four. We're going to go through the tracks. We're going to see, uh, you know, the tracks selected, what should, what shouldn't have been selected. And then we're going to go through the tracks and also go through and discuss the technically maybe three songs that are on here that are different in unreleased versions or something Yep. and uh, break those down and rank them. And then we'll rank the uh, actual box set disc versus the previous three that we did. Mm-hmm. So uh, before we do that, Tom, we're not going to get back into the story about how we came into the box set. Right. We go to the artwork. Yes. Disc four. Why don't you take over? Yeah. So the, the, the one thing that's cool about this box set is d- depending on the era, they have, you have a nice cover shot and then an, op- you know, a, a, an opening f- kind of fold out from that era. So this is 83 to 89. So it's the fully unmasked era. Uh, and the cover photo, uh, I believe that is the crazy nights tour. It could, has Eric Carr's Chikara drum set. Um, the band looks a little bit better than they do when you open it up and see stuff from the uh, as- uh, Asylum tour. Um, you get some great action photos of Eric. A couple nice band shots of everybody. Nice shot of Gene wearing God knows what is that outfit. I have no idea. Um, and then the back uh, picture is that hot in the shade picture with uh, Eric and Paul wearing their shades you know, kind of looking a little bit cleaned up from the glammy uh, mid eighties era. So cool stuff for that little sleeve. The one thing for me that sticks out like a sore thumb and I kind of get it because it's the fourth disc fourth member, the back of the CD has a picture of makeup ACE and ACE isn't on this disc at all. And no, it's, it's a completely non makeup album. 
So I think they did it just because the first three had Paul, Gene, Peter, fourth disc has Ace, but it, it kind of sticks out as kind of odd. Yeah, I, I was going to say the same thing, but then we can get into who's on the fifth one, too. Exactly. Right. right. So that yep. kind of makes sense as to how they did it that way. Yep. Um, but yep. yeah, the pictures are Asylum. And then you looks like the Crazy Nights video or something in the front. Yep. And then you got um, Hot in the Shade. You're missing one. They're not. They don't have the Lick It Up era represented. No, really, they don't. Or the Animalize represented. That, that's right. No picture. No picture of Vinny and no picture of uh, Mark St. John. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's the album art. I think that you know the cover is pretty cool. It, it's indicative of the era. So you know what are you going to do? Yep. Um, the next thing we're going to do, Tom, is we're going to go through the track list. Do you want to uh, read off the track list? And- yeah. So disc for the box. And again, it goes 83 to 89. Um, so you start with lick it up. All hell's breaking loose. Heaven's on fire. Get all you can take. Thrills in the night. Tears are falling. Uh, all night. Time traveler. The demo. Hell or high water. Crazy, crazy nights. Reason to live. Let's put the X in sex. Hide your heart. Ain't that peculiar demo silver spoon and forever the single version. So only 16 songs on this disc, uh, which is the fewest songs of any of the five discs on the box set, uh, which is interesting because it was a lot of material from this era and they easily could have fit uh, a couple more songs on that. We'll get into the details of what we think should have been on it, but yeah, only 16 tracks on disc four. Yeah. Which is why I looked at this. And when we go through the track listing, Look at the other box set disc, disc one, 21, disc two, 20, disc three, 19, and then disc four is, uh, disc five is 18. Yep. So on average, it's 19 and a half. Yep. Um, I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know why you would do this and put one album as basically, you know, roughly three to four songs less. So let's yeah, the uh, only thing the only thing I can think of for for this one is that there weren't maybe a lot of demos from this era because a lot of those the first three discs have a, a ton of error um a ton of demos, unreleased stuff, uh, you know, some sound check things, some unreleased live stuff. The, that's my only guess is that they didn't really have a lot of extra mm. things that they wanted to put on here, but they still could have put some standard album tracks, I think, to beef up the disc over to make it over 16 songs. Exactly. Yeah. So what I've done is I brought up all the album songs. Okay. And we'll go through the album. All right. So so what we start off with is you've got the two big songs, I believe, off of Lick It Up. Lick It Up and All Hell's Breaking Loose. Yep. Do you put something else on here if you're just going track? So I would guesstimate, Tom, that you would probably have three tracks you could have added since we can't assume there was a demo of something else to put on let's say tracks i would say they should have put on uh a million to one yep. or they should have put on not for the innocent okay here's what i would have liked to have seen and again as a kiss tard pipe dream this is what i would have liked if you want to throw in an unreleased slash demo slash you know something that's new throw in the audio of eric car singing young and wasted from the animalized live dvd throw that in on here and just say unreleased live performance or something just to make it extra because young and wasted i love that song i think it's one of the best songs in the album and everybody loves the eric car version of him singing it on animalized live 
it would have been something nice. And the, and, the, and they and they did that with the other three discs. They threw some really unique unreleased stuff in there. So I think that would have been good. But other than that, I think a million to one uh, was probably the song that should have been on there. Yeah, I think it would give it more credibility as why every Kiss fan thinks it's one of the best deep cuts. And you can see the brilliance of Paul on that one track. Yep. The only thing I would say to you, Tom, is the live stuff that are put on the previous discs are all stuff that were there before, like a live two or yeah, you're right. unplugged. Yep. They don't really have any, you know, random live version. Right. With, right. with the exception being out of nowhere. Talk to me live. Right. Right. So if they um, could, do, that's what I mean. If they could have, if they did that to talk to me, they could have pulled something off that animalized live, you know, but, uh, who knows? Maybe they didn't want to put an audio version of that because they know that the half the well, not half, I'd say the majority of the appeal of that video is is the visual aspect of the band. There is no official animalized release live audio. sense. Right. Yeah. Audio. So yeah. And if they're going to go down that avenue, I mean, you do have that. I want you sound check from disc two. Right. That's the closest, I guess. But yeah. I don't know. Yep. Regardless, uh, I think uh, uh, we're almost at a consensus here that. Um, uh, a million to one should be a song that should have been included. Yeah, uh, it's just surprising to me that only two songs from that album were on there. Yeah, when especially when you only have sixteen tracks, you can obviously yeah. fit one. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So then they go to the next couple tracks, and you're going off animalized. Heaven's on fire. Get all you can take and thrills in the night. So you go to three tracks from animalized. God bless animalized. But how the fuck do you have three tracks from Animal Eyes and only have two from Lick It Up? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, the, these are the three tracks that you would that you would expect to see this. These are the three tracks that got the most play from this album, whether it's live performance or just in terms of, quote unquote, the fan favorites. For me personally, I would have liked to have seen I've Had Enough. Um, I know people laugh at it, but I love Burn, Bitch, Burn. But I could see why it's Heavens on Fire is obviously going to be there and get all you can take and thrills in the night are kind of those second tier, quote unquote, album cuts off that album. So that that's kind of that doesn't surprise me. But like you said, what does surprise me is three off of Animal Eyes. Yeah. And the other part, too, is if you notice, Tom, that I'm now I'm looking at it and you can go even further. Five songs, no Gene songs. Well, I'm uh, okay. What are they hinting at? Okay, let's talk about that because I was gonna save that for the end, but let's talk about that now. I don't that's not an accident that there's 16 songs on this disc. One of them has a Gene vocal, one of them has an Eric vocal. The other 14 are Paul songs, and that's Paul's way of saying, motherfuckers, I kept this band alive in the 80s. Yes. Yep. And but we've had this discussion. There are a lot of deep cut gene good tracks in this era. Dude, we have discussed this so many times. One of the most underrated things about Kiss in the 80s are the gene songs. Yeah, I agree. Yep. And so I don't know. I I just look at this. I mean, Tom, is there really something you can beat Kiss up about of not being on this and should have been? Off of Animal Eyes. No. I mean, you can make an argument for I've had enough. You can make an argument for uh, Burn, Bitch, Burn. That's or, un- or Under the Gun because it's on Animal Eyes, right? Right. right. Um, but really, is it that big of a deal that they picked those three songs? I don't no. think so. No, not at all. Not yeah. at all. Nope. Yeah. Nope. So then we go to Asylum. 
Now on Asylum, you got Tears Are Falling and Uh All Night. The thing that you're going to notice right off the top, you say there's only two tracks. What's the one that you think is missing? Oh, it's definitely Who Wants to Be Lonely. Yeah, the Kiss Tards love that song. Yeah, I mean, I like it too. And you had a video for it. But, uh, but not only that, how do you only have two songs from Asylum? I mean, this was a huge album for them, especially with the MTV rotation. And I know the Tears Have Fallen and Uh All Night were the big videos. But Who Wants to Be Lonely was a huge song and a huge video. So again, it's not like you had to cut the disc down because with too many songs, you only had 16. So yeah, th- this this might have been the biggest surprise for me was only two tracks off of Asylum. I would have loved to seen Secretly Cruel on there. Oh, yeah. But or, they're not yeah. doing that. No. They're not putting a deep cut by them on there. Well, two tracks. Who Wants to Be Lonely is clearly missing on that. Yeah, agreed. Um, yep, and I it agree. sticks out. So yep, I agree. Go down the list, Tom. Now we're getting into the first track that is uh, a demo. And that's this song. your thoughts yeah that's time traveler which is a demo uh i think the original title of that was paul stanley in the temple of doom (laughs) settle the fuck down with your traveling across the sands of time um look the song Uh, is a cross between something off the miami vice soundtrack the saint elmo's fire song man in motion i mean it's just the drum machine the keys. Paul's vocals sound good for the time. We say this all the time. I'm glad it's here because it's unique. It's nowhere else to be found. I'm not going to tell you it's a good song because I actually think it's quite an awful song. 
So Time Travel was originally written and recorded. It was material for another album that was going to come out around 87, 88. It was shelved in favor of smashes, thrashes, and hits. It was never officially released. Um, it's been around in bootleg recordings, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but one of the songs from that project uh, was Time Traveler. So you could clearly tell it's from that era. Very, very thick on keyboards, thick on the drum machine. It's not a great song, right, Zeus? It's not a great song. It's not a great song. It's a fucking horrendous song. Yeah, yeah. That song sucks. It's it's um, it, it's fucking brutal. The only it, thing positive I can say about it would be if you put a gun to my head and made me say something positive about it, I would say maybe the bridge into the co- the chorus is, is fucking horrific. It's horrible. It's horrible. What have I said about Paul Stanley choruses when he starts doing? I'm in the you're in the cycle, the cycle circles, circle. Or, and you know I'm a time traveler. You know, and uh, dude, it, it, it's <laughs> it's Paul Stanley in fucking in the Elvis matinee harem scarum. Yeah, and he's gonna <laughs> cut into fucking Little Egypt or Kismet from Elvis, like Paul Stanley oh. in the Paul Stanley in the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, fucking relax. And, and Paul Stanley and Alibaba and the Forty Thieves, whatever the fuck it's called. It's just, it is so horrendously stupid. It is the drum machine. The drum. I think, it, honestly, I think the thing that frustrates you more the drum machine. Like, and it's got like the. It's not even, it's just bad. Dude, 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 dude. Move over, fucking world without heroes. Easy as it seems. Fucking Shandy. We may have. No, a new no. cellar dweller. Are this you- this song is fucking horrendous. Wait a minute. This is worse than Shandy. This I don't know. News. I don't know. <laughs> breaking news alert. SIOL network. I, I don't know. This song is so stupid. <laughs> it sucks and it's stupid. Hold on. Hold on. Are you trying to tell me that? You don't like it when somebody says you're the sweat on my back. <laughs> you don't think that's a good lyric? The sands of time. Like what? What is Settle this? down Prince of Persia. We get it. <laughs> He's in the fucking Ten Commandments with Moses out there. Woo. All right. So moving on to that, then we get to the Crazy Nights album, Tom. Yes. So we've got three songs from Crazy Nights. I don't know why it's not in order. Hell or High Water, then Crazy Crazy Nights, and Reason to Live. Yep. Thoughts? Um, I love this, and I'll tell you why. We just finished praising Gene Simmons' 80s stuff, and one of our favorite um, Gene Deep Cuts from the 80s, is Hell or High Water. Fucking love that song. Very, very happy to see that. That's a, you, that is the definition of deep cut. Uh, and then, of course, they stick with the hits. Crazy, Crazy Nights and Reason to Live. No need for those to be on here. No need. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, jerky. I almost feel like, and I'm loving that Hell or High Water is on there. Yep. I would love... If Good Girl Gone Bad was on here. Absolutely. We love that one too. No doubt. How, how the fuck 
is turn on the night not on here. I'm, I'm with you on that too. Yep. So, and then you would be like, oh shit, I have to put four songs on there. And then I wouldn't want them to take out hell or high water, but Jesus Christ. Well, time travel, time. (laughs) Jesus Christ, Mikey. Jesus Christ. Let's get them now. Get them now while we got the muscle. But time travelers technically falls into the crazy nights family because it was a demo kind of for that. So you got maybe what? Three and a half slash four crazy nights tracks on there. And two of them. You don't need, I mean, I get it. They were videos. They were quote unquote hits, which is why I give them credit for throwing hell or high water on there. But nah. Yeah. Yeah. No. I can't believe turn on the night is not there. It's I know. I know. I'm with stupid. you. I'm with you. So we move on to smashes, thrashes and hits and they put on, let's put the X in sex, but they don't add the other video. You make me rock hard. Yeah. Why not? Why not put both of them on there? It's just, it's just, it's just an extra song. It's a, it was an original track from that compilation. Why not put them both on here? This is just a, I'll save it for the end. <laughs> this, yeah. yeah, this is just frustrating. Um, yeah. So you, at least let's put the X's in there and it should be Yeah. video. And, uh, obviously the song itself kicks ass. So then we go to the last album that's represented and that's hot in the shade. So we will skip the obvious one that, uh, was the demo. So they go with hide your heart, silver spoon, and forever tom go first hide your hearts and obvious that's a that was a huge hit for them with the video forever obviously huge hit with the video thrilled to see one of our all-time favorite paul stanley deep cuts we praise silver spoon as being part of that trifecta of silver spoon king of hearts you love me to hate you we love silver spoon so that was a pleasant surprise to see that on here uh and then they throw the demo on that we'll talk about yeah no rise to it no nope nope why not why they put out so much material during this era why not make this a 2021 song disc easily could have done it because these were these were all singles and videos yeah so so here's the thing too um i know that ain't that peculiar and we'll get to that yeah do you put the actual eric carr song the only one he's saying in there and put little caesar uh, I don't mind the demo because I like demos. I like seeing the origin. No, of course. Demos. I'm yeah. saying, would it work if you had the demo and the original? I don't oh, you think mean both. So. Yeah, because no. Eric singing a song is so unique, you no, know, because it's, te- it's kind of the same song, just different lyrics. It's like if you put both versions of like Don't Cry by Guns and Roses on it, it's the same song, just different lyrics. All right. With that you know? being said, let's listen to this. Ain't that peculiar? Get it.
Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's Little Caesar with different lyrics. Uh, and I didn't realize that there were some uh, writing credits for Smokey Robinson. <laughs> I had I, no, I had I had no idea. Is that that's true? Apparently, did you know that? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I mean you, that that that's your that's your genre. You're that you're a big fan of that era of music. I had yep. no idea about that. So you're looking at ain't that peculiar because it's a Marvin Gaye track, and that's why I always say when you talk about rock and roll and musical genius. Smokey Robinson is a musical, never mind his voice, which is incredible, or that he danced, but he was part of the producers and the writers in that assembly line of talent that Motown and uh, Barry Gordy was putting out. And he was writing all these fucking songs and things. Just the songs that he wrote for people would have put him in the Hall of Fame and got a zillionaire. Never mind his own musical career, like writing fucking. Uh, this in writing also uh my girl uh it just is a genius off the charts genius but getting back to this song uh i am thankful that they took these lyrics and came up with little caesar i love little caesar i think little caesar's lyrics are fucking kick-ass i i love the the fight in the lyrics and the way that eric sings and emphasizes the the words in the song I think he does a great job. It's very underrated track. And I it's a go-to track for me. I actually like Little me Caesar. Too. Me too. I, I just it. wish the production on fucking Hot in the Shade, we get a remastered version so we can hear a better version of it. Yeah. Yeah. And in the box set book that comes along with this, Gene has a, a, an interesting quote. He says, you know, um, he thought it might be better if some of the lyrics for Ain't Peculiar were changed so that Eric could sing more about himself, who he was, how he felt, where he came from, and so on. Uh, he says, in the same way that I can talk about unholier God of Thunder, Eric can certainly talk about being, quote, little Caesar. Yeah, that that was going to be his theme. Yeah, exactly. you know, the God of Thunder, the little Caesar and all that. It's a stuff. great. It's a great song. It is. a great Yeah. Song. Yeah. The yeah. little Italian. Yeah. Eric I, Caravel- Paul Caravello. I know a little Italian and he's right over there. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. And then on the box that they put forever, but they put single version. And we kind of did a little listening test here. <laughs> Can't figure it out. I think it won. I think the single version is shorter by a couple seconds. That might be it. I, yep. I, I, I don't get it. Yeah. It sounds the same to me. Yep. So uh, maybe somebody can tell me what the difference is. But, uh, you know, of, of course, forever is going to be there. For an album that has 15 tracks on it, it's interesting that they only put four, you know, Ain't That Peculiar slash Little Caesar. Um, I mean, it's the ones that you expect hide your heart forever. I like the demo with Eric Carr. I, I think that's great. This is why you buy a box set. Uh, thrilled to see a favorite deep cut silver spoon. Uh, I don't know. Maybe asking for a fifth song on here is probably a lot. And I, I don't know what could have been on here. Maybe rise to it uh, or another gene track. You know, I can't stand Cadillac dreams. I think the song is horrible, but maybe throw that on there because or betrayed. Uh, but gene definitely gets the short end of the stick on this disc. Yeah, Gene having one song on this is insane. Yeah, yeah. But what I mean, what are you going to do? So I look at this, Tom. We look at this album, and I say, there's 16 tracks. Let's say, fuck this 19 and a half, say four tracks. What would you put on the four tracks? What four tracks would I put on? Okay. Mm -hmm. I would probably throw on a million to one or young and wasted off a lick it up. Okay. Uh, off of Animal Eyes, I would throw in I've Had Enough. Off of Asylum, 
probably who wants to be lonely. That would be my third. And then my fourth, I would probably I think you're already at I think you're at already at the four. No, I I said, well, for lick it up, I would I said young and wasted or a million to one. Okay, Okay. so that would be one. And then off of uh, animalize, I'd probably say I've had enough. Then who wants to be lonely off of asylum? And then I'd probably throw turn on the night from uh, crazy nights. That would be my fourth. If you're going to make it a 20, a 20 track disc. All right. For me, it's quite clear. If you're going to make this album, you put four tracks, you put who wants to be lonely, a million to one turn on the night. And it's either uh, rise to it or you make me rock hard. Yeah. Um, Four more Paul Paul songs. (laughs) Yeah. If, if anything, the other thing I would do, I would take out, get all you can take. There is no reason that should be on there. No, nobody would be like, oh, where's get all you can take. Take that out. And then you could put in rise to it. And then you got all those songs in there. And then, you know, hell or high water. You're like, oh, I want to put a gene deep cut. That makes sense. But everything else is pretty makes sense to be there. Even silver spoon. I like it. Yeah. But over not having you make me rock hard or rise to it, a video song. I don't see it. And I think you could have really thrown in a gene deep cut off a of lick it up. Cause this, there's some, he does some pretty good demon stuff vocally on that album um you know you have uh you know not for the innocent you know where's that that's not there i know i know you i know you have um fits like a glove was a concert staple yeah right well actually that was the next one i was going to say and i kind of tripped over my tongue there for a minute but yeah you could say you not for the innocent should be there um fits like a glove because they played it you're right i mean even, even if you really want to go deep throwing freaking dance all over your face or something on the eighth day the point of these box sets are not to fill it with songs that you've heard a million times and that are easily accessible it's to mix it up in this disc they just really didn't do a good job of that no um is it like really bad like some of the compilations described i don't think so but, uh, you know, they could have done this a little bit better. So, Tom, what we uh, do after that, um, we rank the tracks. So if you rank the three different unique tracks, you got forever, technically single version. You've got uh, Time Traveler, and then you've got Ain't That Peculiar. How do you rank them? Uh, well, the last song, of course, is Time Traveler. Are you sure? Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm definitely positive. Um, and then uh, forever is the better song, but I've heard it. So that's going to be number two. I'm putting ain't that peculiar. There is number one, just because it's unique and it's different. And I love Eric Carr's vocals. Okay. So for me, number one, I still love the song forever. Um, forever is number one. Ain't that peculiar. I just think it's a worse version of a song that I already like. And there's already two versions on this box set, demo versions of two songs that are even better than the originals. And that's you're all that I want. And Mr. Speed. I like those. This is one that I, you know, it's not the same song, but I think it's a worse version. Yep. Uh, so I'll put that number two and I don't know from here to what's the furthest part of the fucking globe from us. Yeah. Across the sands of time. Yeah. <laughs> Throw that as number three. Well, here's another interesting thing real quick. So I'm looking at this disc and I'm like, oh, this disc reminds me of another disc that 
I'm sure we all own. And that is the best of kiss volume Two, the millennium collection. I'm not going to really get into too many details that that album has 12 tracks and it covers the band in the eighties. Okay. 10 of those songs that this disc came out three years after the box set. Okay. 10 of those 12 songs are 10 of the 16 songs on this box set disc. Lick it up. All hell's breaking loose. Heaven's on fire. Thrills in the night. Tears are falling uh, all night. Crazy nights. Reason to live. Hide your heart forever. It's almost the exact disc four box set. Wow. So I just thought that was interesting that you're really not getting anything different between the two. Wow. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Well, Tom, we've uh, ranked these things in the past. Yes, we have. Um, last time we ranked these, I believe you had the same as me. Okay. You had disc two as number one, disc three as number two, and disc one in last place. Okay. Where are you putting disc four? Last. Can I can I? Can I finish my thought? <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, where are you putting disc four in compare di- last? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, that's fine. And it's not that it's a bad disc and it's not that I don't love these songs, but it's just it's uh, those other discs offer a ton of unique things. And this one just doesn't. Yeah. Where are you going to get those wicked Lester demos? Where are you going <laughs> to where are you going to get the Mr. Speed demo? That's exactly. on number two. Exactly. Mad Mad Dog. Don't you yep. hesitate. Yep. Disc, disc three, you got that strange radioactive demo. You've got, uh, and you've got that, my one of my favorite songs by Kiss and that unique demo, You're All That I Want. It's mm-hmm. got Sure Know Something and Nowhere to Run as tracks that I love on this. And it's got, you know, a, a song from each of the guys from the, uh, uh, the solo albums. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. This is four. So I'm at two, three, one, four. And I think you are as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, like we said, the, the problem with this is that this encompasses such a, uh, an era where they put out so much material and it's only 16 songs. I mean, I know we keep hammering that point, but I think the point needs to be hammered. You've set the precedent of, of the other discs having 20, 21, and you just you kind of shortchange us uh, here on this one, and I I just think it's I don't know not 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 happy about that. I think this could have been an opportunity. I already said it about maybe throwing the Eric Carr Young and Waste off of Animalize, but a lot of people bitch about not having a live album from this era. A box set is the time and place for you to throw in some unreleased live song that came from this era. I think they could have used this opportunity for that, and they didn't, and uh, it's kind of a letdown. So, Tom, that was disc number four. What we do next is we go on to question of the week. Yes, we do. Question of the week. And it's brought to you by our great sponsor, Fusion Tech Data and Electric. And our great friend, listener, and patron, Joe Decker, is part of Fusion Tech. And this week's question of the week is brought to you by them. Fusion Tech is a recognized communications contractor specializing in the construction, splicing, testing, and documentation of all types of fiber optic networks. Along with that, Fusion Tech Electric can service all of your electrical construction needs, commercial, industrial, and utility, as well as electrical substation work and all UPS and DC power plant installation. Fusion Tech currently operates throughout the five boroughs of New York City, as well as New Jersey and the tri-state area. 
providing union labor with IBEW Local 3 in New York City and IBEW Local 164 and Local 102 in New Jersey. For more information about Fusion Tech, please visit them on their website at www.fusiontech-llc.com or call them directly at 973-650-1357. Yeah, our buddy Joe Decker. Please, he's an awesome Kiss Army member, loudcaster, and a uh, favorite of ours on our Patreon. And uh, his company kicks ass. So all your electrical and data needs, especially in the tri-state area, I believe the company's actually expanding. Mm-hmm. So find out if that's something you're looking into, go give those guys a call. Joe Decker and Fusion Tech. Absolutely. And our question of the week comes from our good friend, Murph. Ooh, that's right. And it's very topical. And this is why we love Murph. Because everybody this week is talking about the Will Smith, Chris Rock slap. So Murph wants to know what member of Kiss would slap another member of Kiss and what would be the reason for it, Zeus? Peter would slap Paul because Paul disrespected Gigi or something. Okay. That's a nice quick answer. For me, when I think of slap, first of all, a man slapping a man is one of the least masculine things you could do. You can act like a man. Exactly. So that being said, Vinnie Vincent is going to be the one doing the slapping. Okay. Ooh. Oh yeah. And I think he's going to slap Gene. And I think he's going to slap Gene just because of the way that Gene, the way he talks about him in those videos you know, he's the man, you know, hand him the keys to the kingdom and he'll hang himself and all that stuff. I think Vinny, you know, he's like, motherfucker, I wrote some of these great songs for you. I wrote Unholy for you. One of your biggest songs of your entire career. And yet you never have anything good to say about me. You're always shitting on me. So bam, bam, bam. I'm slapping Gene Simmons in the face. That's what I'm doing. No way. <laughs> oh, it'll never happen. <laughs> but that's just my imaginary kiss slap fest now if you said he'll hit him with his purse that's oh, a different thing no see that's offensive that's offensive like that's the that's the old hawk hit him with your purse hit him with well we'll find out if any vincent's hits anybody with his purse when we see him yeah at creatures fest when blake wheeler was a boston bruin <laughs> and, it, it, and i was at the games and he wasn't very good as a bruin yeah kind of very what you would call a soft player yeah there was a guy Every because I've been season ticket, I used to go to way more games then. Oh, yeah, they would fucking scream, hit him with your purse, Wheeler. Every time, <laughs> Jesus Christ, all right, we get it, you don't like him, but he's a <laughs> fucking he's on our team. <laughs> hit him with your purse, Wheeler. Oh, my god, it was ridiculous. Love it, love yeah. it. Yeah, anyways, thanks for the question, Murph. Much appreciated, Tom. Where can people find us? You can find us on our awesome new website, shoutitoutloudcast.com. And the end of the road madness is going on right now. By the time you hear this, we'll uh, be done with the Sweet 16. We'll be on to the Elite Eight. And uh, yeah, a couple surprises, but ultimately we know how these Twitter polls go. It's always the common folk that rise to the top, but we're still having a blast with it. We love that you guys are participating in it. 
Check us out at shoutoutloudcast.com for everything involved in the show, the episodes, the polls, the tournament, rankings, et cetera, et cetera. And that's not just for Shout Out Loudcast stuff. That's also for all of our album review crew stuff and our Zeppelin Chronicle stuff, which, believe me, we have not forgotten about that. It's coming soon, so stick around. We know Zeppelin fans are hungry for Led Zeppelin 2 review. It's coming. Um, and yeah, and you can also send us emails. We love the emails at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Please send us your emails. As you know, we love to read them. Please do that. And of course, very active on all the social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Please comment, tag us, take pictures, whatever. Please keep us involved. We want to be part of this together. We are. We have been. Uh, and you can send us DMs, too, on all of those. And uh, we're also part of the great Pantheon Podcast Network of Shows. Tons of great shows. We're proud to be part of that family. And as we mentioned earlier in the show, our wonderful Patreon family, speaking of families, Patreon, uh, and our newest member, James Gorham, Spaceman Tier. Thank you for joining. Uh, We love that. And thank you to all of our Patreon members. So you guys are the best. Thank you. And if you're looking for some kick-ass, awesome Shout It Out Loudcast gear, go to our website at shoutoutloudcast.com and click on the merch link. It'll take you there to get some awesome stuff t-shirts hats whatever and if you do end up getting some shout out loudcast gear please send us pictures of you wearing it out in public being proud to be a loudcaster please do that we've gotten a few of those pictures and they're awesome so thank you please check that out yeah we're happy to put those on our website so just let us know you got to give us your permission before we can do that so uh i always say dm us on twitter facebook instagram uh, a lot of those things, are, as you know, we uh, we go over and we discuss those and talk about them on the air. And they're usually the, the best. We had we had a real nice one, too, from one of our best uh, recently from our buddy on Patreon, uh, Mark Ibrahim. And Mark, you're in our thoughts, man. You rock. Absolutely, and I uh, yes. hope, hope the show can give you some laughs, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and you guys have been doing it and what i've noticed is a lot of our longtime listeners are finally subscribing do it guys it really helps us. Uh, and, and we're you know we're i was asking us to something seems like not too long ago for 500 we're almost at six let's get there guys go on to youtube subscribe to us and uh please uh, the comments there and the activity there it's like a little mini shouting out loudcast family over there with a bunch of characters. So that's obviously awesome. And then you can always go on and give us one of those five star child reviews uh, on uh, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and in addition, there's Good Pods. That's another one that's a new company that mm-hmm. you can listen to our podcast. You can leave reviews on Good Pods. Uh, Pod Chasers, another Facebook. Anywhere you can leave a five-star child review, we'd appreciate it. It helps us move us up the food chain, gets us in front of more eyes. And that's always a big help to us. And we always know that we uh, we have a great group of loudcasters there to support us. And we thank you for that. I always like to leave you with the uh, email. And that is shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. And now I'm going to always end on our website. Shout it at loudcast.com where you can get everything you can ever imagine about shout it out loudcast, all our episode, uh, the information, uh, 
you'll see the awesome little thing that we created. And that is we have spoilers, whether you want to read the spoilers and see where we rank stuff or you want to hide the spoilers. So you're not, you know, seeing something for the first time before you listen to the episode. Uh, it's up to you. And that stuff's there. All our rankings about albums, songs, costumes, tours, you name it, it's there. Same thing about the album review crew. Same thing about the Zeppelin Chronicles. Pictures of uh, of like all the crazy people out there. All our friends and fellow podcasters out there. Come along, join, jump on the uh, website, shoutitoutloudcast.com, and uh, take a look. It's new. It's out there, and uh, we think you'll like it. So thank you. And Tom, I think you have something before we get to the famous last words. Yes. Speaking of five star child reviews, we got a great one. This comes from Vineyard Haven. One of the best kiss podcasts. Shout it out. Loudcast is an excellent podcast for all things. Kiss Tom and Zeus are entertaining and fun to listen to. They cover the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you find out so much more about kiss. In addition to that, they also review other artists and bands aside from Kiss. I highly recommend this podcast. Vineyard Haven, you are awesome. Thank you so much for that five-star review, taking the time to write that. We appreciate that more than you know. Thank you so much. That is awesome. Awesome, man. We love those. Um, Please keep those things coming, and uh, we can't thank you enough. Tom. Famous last words. And the circles complete. And my lips find their home. I'm returning to you. Like the wind kisses stone. Wow, my time. That's like difficult just to read straight. How is that fucking supposed to be a good Zeus? His love crosses centuries of sand. Think of that. It's amazing. It's just a wonderful song. His ass removes centuries of large furniture. (laughs) Oh, it's fucking horrible. All right. Ain't that peculiar? Peculiar as can be. Ain't that peculiar? That's what it is to me. Hey. It makes me think of the big show, right? It makes me think of the big show. Then it makes me think of Apollo Creed's last five minutes on Earth. And I love that Rocky documentary. He was in, he wasn't in fight shade. He was in dance shape or whatever yeah, it was. Exactly. Well, Tom, thank you. Loudcasters. Thank you. Kiss army. Thank you guys. You're the best. Thank you so much. Our Patreon members, loudcasters, everybody. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. Zeus as always. Thank you. Peace out girl scout. Where did you get that dress? It's awful, and those shoes and that coat, jeez. 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.